episode 20 of the Parkrun Adventurers. My name is Scott. Scotty, we're up to episode 27. We, we passed 27 episodes ago. I'm happy with that. Hi, Mel's mum. Great that you could join us 27 episodes in. <laughs> Don't worry about the other 26. They were rubbish. <laughs> Hi, mum. Now, big weekend. Big parkrun weekend in certain parts of the country. On Friday night, you had the opportunity to catch up with a lot of your parkrun buddies, new and old. I did. There was a whole bunch of people who had attended the Freedom Run that was put on at Main Beach. Um, I didn't make it to the run, but I got to make it to the drinks and dinner part, which was great because after they had showered and some of them hadn't showered, they went to the surf club at Main Beach and there was dinner and much frolicking had. It was good to put a lot of real faces to the virtual faces and names that you see on the Facebook. Any stories or tales you can tell from what is, I hope, was a fun night? It was a fun night. There were some shenanigans, but some things are better left off the podcast. I will say, though, I had the pleasure of catching up with Chris Timms from Launceston Park Run again. They were up, she and her husband, Daniel, was doing the marathon on Sunday. So they came up for the weekend to catch up with everybody and have some park run adventures. And Chris and I got to talking. And we've actually come up with a new club, Scotty. Ooh. And I think I think our adventurers out there are going to be interested in this club. So what originally we were talking about was statesmen. Um, you know, every event in a particular state, they become statesmen. And then we talked about the Peel Club because it's one of Chris's goals to make it to the Peel Club herself. And she's just got um, a couple of states left. In fact, she might only have Northern Territory left and she joins the Peel Club. But then we started talking about the easternmost, westernmost, northernmost and southernmost events in Australia and were wondering whether or not anyone had done all four of those and we had to figure out which they were first. But we've decided that this is one of our goals now. We're going to call it the Compass Club. In fact, we already have. It's the Compass Club because you've got north, south, east and west and eventually, if anything launches in Alice Springs, we're going to have the center point of the compass. But for now, you've just got the four extra points around the edges. And if anyone has done all four of those, they join the Compass Club. I like it. And it can change. It, and it will change over time because we do have, you know, events at the extremities. But somebody mentioned, for example, that... Um, the, the easternmost point of Australia is actually Byron Bay and there has been talk over time about launching an event in Byron but it hasn't got off the ground and I don't know if there's anyone currently working on that. However, if an event did launch at Byron then it would become the new easternmost event. However, currently the easternmost event let me is guess, Kingscliff let me guess. Park. Oh. Oh. I was going to say Kingscliff. Yeah, yeah, you were going to say it. So, excitingly, on Friday night, we had been tossing up which events to do, which were closest to our various accommodations in the Gold Coast. But once Chris and I decided that 
we wanted to be members of the Compass Club. We've both done the southernmost event, which is Hobart. I've done the northernmost event, which is Darwin, and Chris has got that one on her list for this year. So we just needed to do the other two. And what better opportunity than Saturday to sneak over the border into New South Wales? We could even get a little bit of a sleep in because they don't start till 8 a.m. down there and do Kingscliff Park Run. So we did. I have to admit that I pretty much know every event that I'm going to be at between now and the end of the year. So for me to have a spontaneous decision on a Friday night about where I'm going to go the next day, that doesn't really happen very often. So it was very exciting. Beautiful course. Was very welcomed by Dawn on Saturday morning. Um, who's the ED there. Not just the sunrise Dawn, but actual Dawn. And yeah, we had our, our little adventure down to New South Wales. So now I've got three points of the compass. However, I'm going to have to go back to WA. Can you guess which event over there is the westernmost at the moment? I'm going to have a crack at Cottesloe. Nope. Huh. <laughs> um, what's that one down south? Is it Bunbury? Not Bunbury. It's not Bunbury because I've done Bunbury. If I'd thought of the Compass Club a few months ago, then I would already be in it because I, w- I would have altered my plans just to achieve this. But then I would have missed out on Bunbury, which would have been a shame. You can't guess? No. Geograph Bay. Okay. That's the one I was thinking of when I said Bunbury. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now... There's a new exciting club for adventurers out there to join. We're going to have to think of of the term that someone can be called once they become a member of the Compass Club, you know. Like, for example, in the Southern Cross Circuit, once you've completed all the stars, you become a stargazer. So we need to think up a name for for compassions or whatever you want to call them. It's, It's a simple club to join. There are only four events to get there. However, they're not very close together, so... I think it will be a bit of a challenge, and I'm looking forward to people going on their quest for this one, all the corners of the compass. Well, there's lots of travelling involved. There is. Yeah, that's a true adventure. So it sounded like the true adventure was coming out on you on Friday night and Saturday morning. It was, and we, we had a great time. It was it was good to catch up with Chris and and to meet Daniel and to head out to Kingscliff Park Run and... Yeah, it was it was a really lovely evening, you know, creating new parkrun clubs on Friday night and then going for an adventure on Saturday morning. Very exciting. And on Sunday you got to witness G-Cam. You were dressed up, no doubt? There may have been a costume, yes. If, if you have noticed, or you may not have noticed, because I hide it very well, I'm a professional podcaster now, my voice is a little bit rough today because I did spend about six hours cheering runners on yesterday at the top of my lungs. So I didn't quite 100% lose it this year like I did last year. So obviously I'm losing my touch or not cheering loud enough. But it was a good morning. It was perfect weather. There were hundreds of park runners out there from all over the country. And yeah, it was a great, I, I need to try and compile a list of all the event directors and territory directors that did a marathon or a half marathon this weekend, because there were dozens of them, I'm sure. Facebook was full of achievements on Sunday. 
So I did have a fabulous weekend, Scotty. Adventures abounding. How about you? What did you get up to? Probably pretty similar. Um, on Sunday, we went shopping for a vacuum cleaner. Now, it might not sound like the excitement that you're used to, but you know, we had a choice between German vacuum cleaners, Korean vacuum cleaners, red ones, black ones, bagless bag vacuum cleaners. And yeah, yeah, that was probably the highlight. It sounds like a maze of, like, how, how do you decide? I, I didn't know there were so many vacuum cleaners. And it's a decision that you can't take lightly. You have to put a bit of thought into it. There's some money involved, so you don't want to just throw away hard-earned money. <laughs> and vacuum cleaners are for everyone. Yeah, we don't discriminate. So there's a lot of parallels between your weekend and park run and you know, having lots of fun and mine. With vacuum cleaners? Yep. But we got one. It's black. <laughs> is is it Korean? No, German. <laughs> I did vote on Saturday. Once again, noted the distinct lack of park run candidates on my ballot form. I tell you, I, I don't reckon we're too far off it because... Some of the parties that I did see and some of the nonsense that I was presented with, a parkrun party makes a lot of sense. It does, and it, it, it should have a lot of supporters, given the number of registrations we've got. Perhaps Look, by the time we have another federal election, we can, we can get one sorted and sort out this country. Well, I reckon the vast majority of our parkrunners are in Queensland. seems pretty easy to get a Senate seat in Queensland, so... Four years' time. Going to put it on the ticket. Something to aim for. Now, Mel, have you run a marathon before? I wouldn't use the term run exactly, but I have certainly completed a marathon distance, Scotty. And how did you feel the following day? Uh, The following day, I was walking around like a cowboy and avoiding stairs wherever possible. Yep. I think that's a common theme for a lot of people who run marathons. Our next guest has just completed seven marathons in seven days in seven different states. Welcome, Danielle McLaren. Thank you for having me. Pretty exciting to be part of this part of this journey. Oh, look, we're very excited to have you, and we're excited to have you a day after this massive effort. You've just run seven marathons for Brave Hearts. Firstly, yeah, that's why? right. So just why? Just, Part of um, me to take on this challenge is to make a difference to the lives of so many children that are um, currently going through the trauma of child sexual assault, Um, just running to raise more awareness to reduce the number of sexual assault incidences that happen every day in our community. So for me, running is the easy part. What these children go through every day and for the rest of their life, the pain they suffer is nothing compared to the pain that I have to endure just for seven days. So is part of that the motivation for getting through the seven days? Oh, that's, that's, definitely, that's definitely the big push to, to keep going each day. So if I feel like giving up, I just think of the kids that, that you know, can't, can't say no. 
to um, the abuse that they're going through and, you know, they can't give up um, and I don't want them to see that, you know, when it gets tough that, you know, okay, I'm just going to pull out of this marathon because when they're going through a really hard time, we want to show them that they can, they've got the strength to keep fighting. Having those kids foremost in your mind, Danny, that must make running like one marathon, let alone seven, very emotional. Oh, it is. It's a very emotional, emotional experience, especially when you're hearing so many stories about um, people on the trip who have themselves been abused as, as, as young, young children. And how many runners were involved in doing the whole seven events across all the seven states? There was 20, 20 national runners who took part in doing the, the 777 Challenge. And three of those ran their first ever marathon last Monday, and yesterday they ran their seventh. So pretty amazing watching so many young and different age athletes out there running with such courage and determination to make a difference. And when you all travel together, I mean, obviously you're going from state to state to state. You must be forming quite close bonds with these people over the duration of that. That's right. Fantastic bond. So even though we only spent a week together, we've just made um, the most amazing memories and we'll be friends for life. Let's take it back to last Monday. You started in Perth. Yes. The first one was along the Swan River in Perth. And from Perth, you went to Adelaide, then to Melbourne, down to Hobart, into Canberra, Kingscliff and finished with the Gold Coast Airport Marathon yesterday. Which was the hardest one? Ooh, um, that's a really tough question because I found that I bounced back each day and had enough strength and to keep going through them all. Possibly the hardest one may have been Hobart after coming off a really big high, running with so many family and friends on the Wednesday in Melbourne and then going down to Hobart. and It was a little bit chilly. Um, so, and a few of my running the triple seven team were actually having a really bad day down in Hobart and just seeing how tough they were going, um, was really hard as well because altogether we're trying to support each other to help each other get across the line. Some of my friends were really struggling, so that was really hard to watch, but we all got through it and we moved on and completed the challenge. Were they just struggling with the pain of running so much? Um, a lot of injuries. So we had people running with um, five stress fractures in their legs. We had people running with um, really swollen knees, um, swollen feet, blisters, lost toenails, and yeah, just major, uh, quite serious injuries, but they kept fighting because of the the reason behind why we were doing this is just so powerful to keep going. Danny, what kind of preparation do you do? I mean, I I know I trained for six months leading up to one marathon and I was utterly destroyed after that. Is is there an extra level of preparation or, or a longer period of time? What what do you how do you approach something like this? So a lot of my training has been about 100 kilometres a week, but with a focus on back-to-back training. So, for example, on a Saturday, I would go to park run because I can't miss out on my park run. And then in the afternoon, I would do 
um, another 37 kilometres and then again on the Sunday back it up with 30 kilometres. So just that back-to-back running and getting used to being on, running on tired feet, I think that was the key for myself. Um, and then just a couple of more runs during the week, but building up to around the 100, 110-kilometre mark for the last few months. And also real big focus is on the mental strength, so building the mental strength and believing that you can push through anything when you're faced with a challenge, looking, looking within yourself to, to, to find the strength to keep going. Okay, so I'm, I'm sure stubbornness plays a big part in that, but how, how do you build mental strength? Oh, that's a really good one. Um, I'm not quite sure. A lot of people say that I'm really tough mentally. Um, I just think maybe because I've had a lot of setbacks myself in my life and I just keep believing in what, what, I, what I can do and just keep telling myself that I can do it. And, yeah, it's a, that's a really, really tricky one, but I put it down to having going through a lot of challenges in my life and, and learning from those experiences and, Using those setbacks to to keep to keep going, and also having done the challenge, this is my second time doing the triple seven. So, also knowing that drawing on past experiences to help me get through it as well helped played a big role in the in this year's event too. You mentioned that it's your second time, so you did it last year. Was it a lot easier but, this year? Was it? Were you faster second time around? I was faster this time around because um, I was a lot lighter weight-wise and also I had a lot more kilometres on my feet. And when I did it last year, the six months prior to completing it, I hadn't run for six uh, six years and I couldn't run more than 200 metres without stopping. So over the course of the last 18 months, I've built up my fitness and endurance. So I was able to... um, move a lot quicker this year but both years I've found that I've been able to quite easily get through the the challenge with um, not much injuries or or no injuries actually and yeah too much of a struggle I was able to bounce back each day and keep going. You're a strong woman it's a remarkable effort. Thank you. Let's let's take it back to parkrun let's link in the parkrun connection here because you're actually our event director at Point Cook, aren't you? That's correct, yes. And was there a parkrun connection at each event around the country? Were you getting some love from your parkrun buddies? Oh, yes. The parkrun support throughout this the last week has been fantastic. So at each of the states we've run, we've had people from parkrun come down and support, which has been really encouraging and got us going. A lot of motivation to keep going. Um, in particular, Melbourne. So a lot of my friends from not only Parkrun at Point Cook, but Parkrun at Westerfolds and Diamond Creek and Laylor were out there to support me, which was which, which was just absolutely fantastic. Just having people run alongside me just gave me a real boost to keep going. You mentioned, Danny, that there were, um, was it 21 runners who did all seven? Of the states, yep. But in each of the states, you were able to do. Uh, runners could just come along and join you for a marathon that day. Is that is that correct? That's correct. So there was yeah the twenty one national runners, and then there was also across the whole week a hundred state runners who took part in the challenge, 
But also on top of that, um, we had friends and family and even strangers come down and, and run with us just a lap or a couple of kilometres just to give us some more motivation to keep going. I was actually at a park run that I've never been to before on Saturday and I believe I got to witness you taking part in a park run as part of your 777 challenge. That's right. Um, so the par- the 777 challenge was along the park run course. So we started at 7am and our course for 777 was out 3.5 k's and then back. So I timed it perfectly that I was able to run one complete lap of the Braveheart Challenge and then jump on and run the Kingscliff Park Run because I couldn't um, miss my Saturday morning thrill of Park Run. And how did it work with um, – you, you obviously ran through the finish line and grabbed a token. Did you just like throw a barcode and the token at the barcode scanners and keep running? I didn't, miss, I didn't see you finish because I was a bit slower than you. Last year when I did the 777 Challenge at Kingscliff, I actually jumped on with Parkrunner as well and I made made friends with run director Tammy Tammy there and the Saturday just gone, I ran with Tammy and Katie and as I crossed the finish line, I handed my barcode to Tammy and she organised the scanning of the token so I could get my, my time recorded. That's just awesome. What what a wonderful adventure and I, I just love, often we have people training just at, before park run and they'll go and they'll tack it on at, as the end of their long run but I've, I've never heard of somebody running a marathon and doing a little bit before and then doing park run and then doing the balance afterwards. That's just brilliant. Oh, it was absolutely exciting to um, share the journey with so many like-minded people on Saturday down at Kingscliff. It was wonderful as well because in the pre-run brief, uh, Dawn mentioned that the 777 event was happening and so if we saw other marathoners out there to, to give you guys a cheer and just so many of you and, and being able to cheer you, I felt I felt very special to be involved, just even in my little cheering state. Oh, the cheering was fantastic. It really gives a boost and I know a lot of... My my triple seventeen teammates really appreciated the the extra push that they got from the park runners on Saturday morning. You know, it's just fantastic that we've had so much support along the journey, and it's we've got a long way to go to help reduce the statistics of child sexual assault in Australia. But you know, we've got so many people that have come on board to help us, so many friends and strangers, and. Just even through through communities like Parkrun, we're able to spread that awareness and it's just absolutely fantastic that we can keep doing that. Remarkable effort in running the seven marathons, even more remarkable effort for the awareness and money you're raising for these children. We're going to get you back on the podcast to talk about Point Cook. We might save that for another time. But thanks for coming on this week, Denny. Thank you so much for having me. Event number 174 launched on Saturday. That event was Cobram Parkrun. And there ED joins us now. Lynn, welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers. Hi. How did your morning go on Saturday? The morning went really well. I was really uh, excited and really happy with the way things went off. Even the, the rain held off for us, so that was good. 
did you have a lot of pre-parkrun launch jitters on Friday night? Oh, yeah, I had butterflies. <laughs> I was really excited for sure. So how many did you get to launch, Lynn? We had 132 participants and 11 volunteers. And was that your expectation? Did you have any expectation of numbers going in? I thought maybe we would hit 100, maybe, but just wasn't sure. And did you have lots of locals? Because usually at a launch you'll get the tourists, but it's always good to see lots of locals there. Yeah, there was there was a lot of tourists and there was a good mix of locals as well. And the locals are registering. You know, you can see the registrations coming in, so that's exciting. Good. So both Mel and I are a bit geographically challenged at times. So exactly where is Cobram? Cobram is northeast, north northern Victoria, on the Murray, in a far, dairy farming community. And Shepparton is called the Fruit Bowl of Victoria, and we're about uh, fifty kilometres north of Shepparton. Okay, so it's one of the towns on the Murray. Yep, one of the towns on the Murray. Yeah, we have Baruga on the other side. And and what about the course? Can you tell us a little bit about the course? Yeah, the course is a bush trail. So it's interesting in that it has some some slight inclines, has some sandy surface, some gravel surface and some grass and at the moment some water, a bit of um, mud around and uh, we go onto a section of land which is owned by Parks Victoria and that is called Quinn Island and that has a lot of wildlife and a few people said they had a koala across their path on Saturday. Wow, that's the first sighting of a koala we've heard of on the course. We've had dolphins and all sorts of other animals but yeah, I mean obviously not dolphins on a course but from the course. Um, that's very cool. So how how did you get involved with Parkrun, Lynn? I was involved um, in the beginning. I had a couple of friends that um, told me about Parkrun. One friend was from Canberra and another friend is Scottish. So they had both heard about Parkrun. Uh, Myrit was friends with Alan Connolly, who was starting up the Shepparton Parkrun. So they were both going to launch and invited me to the launch in Shepparton. Have you done many park runs yourself before deciding to set up your own event? Um, I've probably done just over 50 and done maybe 25 volunteer. And something that attracts me about park run is the fact that, that it's um, for anybody. Anybody can participate. Uh, some tracks might be more challenging for the all abilities, but um, there's no age, there's no age limit, there's not a gender, you know, uh, there's not a segregation. It's about inclusion. So that's definitely a positive for me with parkrun. So, Lynn, you said that you've you've done about 50 parkruns. Have they all been at Shepparton or have you done a little bit of travelling around and gone on some adventures? I'm a little bit of travelling round. Do you have a top three? So Launceston was just beautiful and we were there just a few weeks ago 
and that was a beautiful track with the trees still in their autumn colours and plenty of um, water around. They, the locals probably say too much water because of the flooding they've had. But um, Launceston was beautiful. Gels Park was also another lovely, lovely park run. Okay, Lonnie and Gels. We've we've heard about both of those on the podcast in recent episodes. It must have been quite cold in Launceston when you were there. Yeah, it was cold. It was cold. I um, particularly enjoyed Launceston too because, um, you know, sometimes when you're doing the the track and you get to meet very interesting people and they tell you their story. And the lady that I was with at the Launceston one had a very interesting story and why she was doing park run. And that is always inspiring to hear people's stories. Were you walking the course or you're just one of those awesome runners who can also talk while you're running a lot? <laughs> no, I was walking. <laughs> I was walking the course. I, I had a similar experience um on Saturday actually chatting to a lady uh, we weren't quite walking to, or she was walk running and my running pace is is fairly commonly known as a walking pace for most people so I would agree with you there that it's always lovely to hear other people's stories. Yeah yep I think sometimes people are facing some incredible challenges in life and there's a lot of barriers and when they come along to an event like park run and can comment on the positiveness of people and and the energy and how that has a, a great impact on people. I love those stories. And so what would you tell somebody who had never heard of Parkrun but specifically to get them to go to your course to try yours first? Uh, what would I tell them? Well, I talk Parkrun every day. I don't think there's a day that doesn't go by without talking Parkrun. And um, I guess it's part of our beautiful area that we live in. And it's interesting that you can talk to locals and they can say, you know, where's the track? And I'll say, you know, we include some Quinn Island and they've never heard of Quinn Island. And I, I say we have this beautiful feature in our local community that people have not been onto. So come to Parkrun, experience the Parkrun culture and atmosphere and also get to check out what's in your own backyard as far as a beautiful environment. That's a good advertisement. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Lynn. It's good to see Parkrun spreading its wings further into the regional rural areas so we can all add Cobram to our list to get to. Yeah, absolutely. on Instagram this week. We had two of our parkrun adventurers running at Bushy Park. Two different parkrunners on two separate adventurers converging on the mecca of parkrun. B Brockman made it to Bushy Park, home of parkrun. Amazing doing a parkrun with over a thousand people. And Nicholas J. Sando. Yes? He commented that it was like a stampede. That doesn't sound like fun. But I'm sure it was. I, I, it is definitely, in fact, it, it might be number one on my list to do is Ooh. Bushy Park. Big I want to go, yeah, I think, and you know what I'll do? I'll start right at the front <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'll just see. So I'll be in front of everyone 
and then be very interested to see what finished position I get because then that might be a personal record for how many people overtook me on a park run. I'm sure it can be like no other park run in the world when you run with that many people at the place it all started. I'm fairly confident it will be a spiritual experience. No doubt. I just want to see the deers. <laughs> well, there the were pictures. no deer in camp. You see the pictures. Yeah. Well, that's not good enough. You need to go see them in in the deer. One day. Now you were saying there was no, there were no deer. There were no deer in Cairns on the weekend, but what there were were Campbells. Jeanette Campbell, twenty-one, and her family ran at Cairns this weekend, and they had a great time. There were hounds in Portland because Oscar the Hound was parkrun adventuring to Portland parkrun, and there was a PB waiting for them at the finish line. Will V1981 had a picture. He actually had a spliced picture. So it was a before and after shot of him and his daughter running. And he said, very, very sad April at the start. Very happy April at the finish. Night and day. I think there are a lot of people out there that look much happier when they get to the finish line at Parkrun than what they did at the start. Tesla Fox was coast to coast with another Parkrun adventure over at Altona Beach. Good to get some consistent form for Sandown Relays next week. So Tesla Fox was at Mornington last week and Altona this week. He's getting around. Well, that's what adventurers do. Primal Boys Fitness were at Strathalban Park Run launch and said that it was a great turnout and great weather for the most part. Not a terrible time. Good benchmark. Recreating Mel attended the launch of Cobram. But Mel said it was a mix of trail and muddy, sandy paths that winded along the river. This course will be wonderful in summer and one every adventurer should put on the list. Well done, team. On the list. I'm hearing this a bit more. Mm. Hey, TJ. Loved Frog Hollow Park Run. There was an awkward moment when they told the dog off for trying to chase the birds in a park run. I thought it, they were telling her off instead. Yeah, I've I've seen that happen. I Well, actually, I've... I've made that happen I've bossed my husband around and some park runners that didn't realize he was my husband thought I was just being an exceptionally rude and bossy event director and I had to explain no no I I, I married him for this benefit so um they completely understood once they realized he was my hubby Miss Belt she must have been with you on your crazy podcast adventure she was because she was up at stupid o'clock to run the Nambour Park Run in reverse. Yeah, it was stupid o'clock. But what can you do when it's the middle of the week and you've got jobs to get to? You've got to sneak those runs in somewhere. Nod Lightyear went for a run with Danny. So he was one of the people who got to join Danny when she was in Victoria. And he said, wonderful to be able to run with Danny. An amazing person. Seven marathons in seven days to support Bravehearts, protecting kids from sexual abuse. And Run For Your Life New Zealand, or NZ, where do you, was asking the question, where do you run? This pick is from our new park run. It was a particularly misty day, but it's always steamy. And that pick was taken at Puranga Park Run, and we spoke to the ED last week. On Facebook, we had Mark Caldercourt checking in on Friday night, live from Cobb, Vegas. 
there was a, a spectacularly lit palm tree in front of the target at Cobram. So I'm thinking that's where he got his inspiration for the name from. Elaine and Gary Nisbet got a delivery from Tribe Sports late last week. All the colours, black, red, purple and apricot. You can certainly tell a parkrun adventurer by the number of different coloured parkrun shirts they've got. Sonia Polman shared one of her fabulous videos again, as she does when she's tripping around to new events. Good morning from the Beaches Parkrun. There were whales. It's always exciting when you see whales at Parkrun. Have you ever seen a whale from Parkrun before, Scotty? Not from a Parkrun. I have seen whales before. It's ten times better when you see them at Parkrun. Just saying. I'm not arguing. <laughs> Peter Polman. He was at Highfields Park running Queensland, wishing everyone a happy voting day. I reckon Peter would vote for the Park Run Party as well. Oh, I think all our listeners would vote for the Park Run Party. We just need to get somebody to... You need a party leader, don't you? We should take nominations for party leaders. We should get this ball on the, ball on the go, this show on the road. How many cliches can I confuse? We've got four years. But maybe not. Yeah, well, you know, we need to start... Well, no, exactly. We need to start grooming someone now. Coming up this weekend, we have one launch. It's in New South Wales, and it's in a place called Watchope. No, no. One chop. Will you chop? Will you, sh- will you shop? Occasionally, Watch maybe me. on a Saturday, maybe a Sunday. <laughs> don't, don't tend to shop midweek a lot. Walk Hope. Maybe it's Walk Hope. All of them. Everything we said could be one of them. It's in New South Wales. We're pretty sure we've pronounced that correctly at least. Apologies to the event team at Wowchpy. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody please tell us how to pronounce this so we can apologize properly next week. In the meantime, I have got a bit of a hankering for something sweet. Where's the cake this week, Scotty? Lots of cake. We've got cake in Gatton. They're turning three. We haven't heard from Gatton yet. I'm keen to actually interview them because it's one of the smaller events that's, you know, out in in a spot that's a little bit unassuming. But I think it would be a gorgeous park run and I'd really like to do it. We should get them on the show soon. What about next week? Well, we can certainly ask. Pittsworth are also celebrating an anniversary this weekend. They're turning two. And they're doing it in 80s style with 80s outfits. Always a winner. Bendigo, which is in Victoria. (laughs) Not New South Wales, as my co-host has written down. Well, I'm pretty sure your co-host copies things directly from the Parkrun newsletter, so... (laughs) Sure, it's in Victoria. Very sure. That's that's awkward. Well, we've oh, already look. established that <laughs> I'm geographically challenged. <laughs> so the Bendigo in Victoria. Don't go to the Bendigo in New South Wales because I don't think they've got a park <laughs> run, and I'm pretty sure they won't be celebrating with a Bendigo Gold theme this Saturday. What's a Bendigo Gold theme? Well, Is Bendigo's that... in the Gold Rush area, so I'm guessing they're going with that. Oh, wow. That could be awesome. 
I've got visions of gold body paint right now. Gold morph suits. You can come down for it. Not this weekend. This weekend I'm adventuring to my home park run. I haven't checked in for a while and I need to say hey to my park run peeps at Kiwana. However, if you're looking for a New South Wales anniversary because you're so disappointed that Bendigo is in Victoria, it's okay because Dubbo, which is in New South Wales, are celebrating their first birthday. They're the big one and they're doing so with long socks. I think that's probably fairly apt for the kind of weather they must be having out there at the moment. And wrapping up on the anniversaries front, Phillip Island are also turning one and they're having a penguin theme. Of course, Phillip Island and, and penguins. So they're asking you to come dressed in blue, black and white. Now, don't tell my daughter. Because, because she wants to go and you can't? I can't. I'm volunteering this week. So I don't want to let down those people who are counting on me. But a penguin theme at Phillip Island sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see everyone in their penguin suits. I reckon there'll be quite a few people in tuxes show up. What do you think? Yes, a tux would fit the bill of blue, black and white. And well, looking a like tux a penguin. Is, is commonly referred to as a penguin suit. Did you not know that? I did, yes. <laughs> I learned that from watching Batman too. Yes, well, and that was where I was going to say the next thing is that perhaps the bat, um, the penguin from Batman would also be good, although it might scare some of the younger parkrunners. might scare some of the local penguins too. It's going to be a fun morning. Head along to Phillip Island if you're hereabouts. I've said Phillip Island, oh, top five for me. Great, yeah. great event. Yep, really good, good run down there. Why aren't there more weekends? We need to have like two or three Saturdays every week. Park run on a Sunday. I like the sound of that. Last week we alluded to a little bit of a challenge that we were going to set for everyone. And we told you that we had to do it ourselves first. So we're very thorough here on the Parkrun Adventurers and we try to test out everything to make sure that it will be safe and or fun. Usually more fun than safe. So we did. And the challenge was to run a Parkrun course, do a freedom run, but do it in reverse. So you did it first. Should we have a listen to your audio? Yes, let's. It is pitch dark. We are at Nambour Park Run and there are stars and moon. And I'm here with a whole bunch of crazies who rose to the challenge today. I've got, who have I got? I've got Ian, yep. Alison, Dave, Tanya, Mark, Olga and Melissa. Guys, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you'll leave. The alarm just goes off. Yeah. I think I've been conned. Who's <laughs> got the coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're actually going to do the Nambour Parkrun course in reverse. So we're going like backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dave is running actually backwards. So that could be even more challenging. Uh, I'll be interested to watch you do that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we might have some new entrants to the Stack Club out on the course today. So I'm going to ask everyone what they thought of it in backwards after we've done the run, so let's get going. Okay, we're here at the end. We've just done Nambour Park Run backwards. 
I'm still a little bit out of breath, but I'm going to ask everybody else to talk and then that way I don't have to do it. Tanya, what did you think? Um, it was exciting in the dark, first run in the forest in the dark, so I've ticked that one off, so yeah. Have you done Nambo in the correct direction? Yes, just once um, in a practice um, run, but yeah, so it was a bit different. Yeah. How does it compare elevation-wise? Um, I found today challenging, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jack, what did you think? You haven't run Nambo during the normal time? No, I haven't. Yeah, very challenging. Had to walk some of those hills. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of us, in fact, I had to walk all of those hills. <laughs> Gentlemen? Yeah, it was good to get out of bed to wake yourself up with that. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Apparently it wasn't. <laughs> we, we love a last-minute challenge. Yeah. On the school holidays? Yeah, nothing better to do on the school holidays. The steam is just rising from all the runners because it was very, very cool this morning. Ian, what did you think? Awesome. I can't think of anything better to do first thing in the morning. Well, I can, but this is second best. <laughs> well, this must be first best because you chose to do this instead. I did. Yes, indeed. <laughs> awesome fun. Alison, Melissa, what did you think? I think it takes crazy to an all new level and I might have to find some new friends. <laughs> I still don't know how I got roped into this. <laughs> I think it's the bad idea leading the bad idea actually. And the twins don't get any easier in the dark. Or backwards. Alright, one more person to ask. Olga, what did you think? Oh, crazy. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah, thanks for the invite, Melissa. No, that was fun. Anytime. Well, sounds to me like... Everyone thought this crazy idea was a good idea or a bad idea and then they've changed their mind to it being a good idea now that it's done. I had a great time. I forgot how difficult it was. So I might have to come back out on a park run day sometime soon and do it properly. We had a super fun morning. We were actually joined by a couple of late comers from Noosa Park Run. So I didn't get there thoughts pre the run but you would have heard from them after the run and it was a fantastic morning I was pleasantly surprised by the amount of crazies who just came out of the woodwork we posted the invitation late on the night before on Facebook in uh, Sunshine Coast Park Runners group and just said hey who wants to join us for some very very early morning park run shenanigans out at Nambour and yeah really pleasantly surprised by the amount of people who showed up so that was a fabulous adventure how did yours go scotty well i had a couple of goes at it so ever the overachiever well either that or i'm a bit slow so i had a go at it first at coburg um it was a little bit wet but let's have a listen to see how that one went Okay, I'm out doing a reverse freedom run and I've got my mate here. Say hi. Sorry, Scott, I can't quite hear you, mate. You're a bit behind me. Catch up, mate. Oh, yeah. I might rephrase that. I've got a running partner here with me um, and we're halfway through the uh, reverse freedom run and we're down at Coburg. It has dawned on me that... Uh, the reverse of Coburg doesn't quite work. But, first time visitor, his name's Tim. What do you think so far? So mate, I question that you say we can't reverse this one. Because we all know Coburg is an out and back. 
and we are clearly running back and out. So I, I call it reverse. Good point, good point. We're coming up to the turnaround point. So we go around in the anti-clockwise exactly. direction. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do, you want, do you want me to tell my reverse parkrun story? On the run? Sure. Right. So well, let's turn around, because I think we turn oh, around oh, here. Oh, anti-clockwise. Yeah. There we go. So listeners, take yourself to Kira Parkrun on the Gold Coast. Now, the Kira Parkrun course is all on the Esplanade at Kira Beach on the Gold Coast. It's one of the fastest courses in Australia. It's where I set my PB back in 2012, damn it. Anyway, um, it's 2K out, 2K back, then you pass the start line and go for 500 meters out and then 500 meters back. So that's how you get your, your 5K. So we decided that we would, rather than go 2K out, 2K back, 500 out, 500 back, we would reverse it. So we did 500 out, 500 back, past the start, and then it was a 4K sprint home. And uh, it completely changed the psychology of the run, which was when it was the 2K out, 2K back, you knew you had to pass the start when you were in that sort of hurt locker with 1K to go. Whereas when it was the reverse, you just knew you were out there chugging along. So I think it's a really interesting topic, Scott and Mel, that you were discussing this week because the, I think the course itself and the psychology around the course can have a big impact on your performance. The end. Okay. So even though it's the same course, reverse runs can mess with your head. Exactly. The, uh, the rain in the hills are messing with my legs <laughs> right now. So it's okay if we can slow down too. Mate, you haven't um, mentioned the conditions we're in. Torrential rain. I think they can hear it. But this does mean I'm going to have to go out again and do another reverse freedom run. Which course will have the most change of feel for running it backwards? Okay, so that was attempt number one. Not exactly what we're after. Good story, nonetheless but not what we're after. So I did a similar thing to you, posted on Facebook and went out again on Sunday morning with some of my running buddies. And we run around Westerfolds. And let's have a listen to that. Reverse freedom attempt run number two with a collection of Westerfoldians for 10 of us. We're going reverse at Westerfolds naturally. And we've hit the hill early. I've got the back back of the pack superstars. What do we think, boys? Hitting the hill early on. It's good to get it out the way, and it's a good morning for running. Yeah. At least there's another hill we get to climb later on as well. So you don't get all the hills over. It is more fun running down this hill than running up it. Okay. <laughs> we made it to the top of the hill. Yeah. Oh, that was easy. Oh, so <laughs> Let the sound of wind 
So you do that at the top of the hill. <laughs> it should be all downhill from here. Do we feel good about that? That's why this is my preferred direction. We should speak to the people who put this together, who came up with going this way. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stop with Lee. Did we break you, Lee? Yes, the yes I'm, I'm broken. <laughs> was it the going in reverse that broke you? Yes, it was that hill. But now it's all downhill. Debbie, have you run Westerfolds in reverse before? I have a few times. We do it on Team Tuesday, Tuesday night runs. Most of the time we go reverse. And is that because you prefer it? Um, I don't know, this just seems to be the way everybody wants to something go. Different, something I think, different, right? yeah. And like Lee said, it's easier going up that long hill in the dark because you can't see how far you've got to go. <laughs> We've finished our freedom run with everyone who's done freedom runs before, so I'm not sure if it worked. But Pete, one word. Beautiful. Friends. Fun. Contradictions. Exhilarating. <laughs> Company. Sunday run day. <laughs> I don't know. I think that sums it up beautifully, Alison. So thanks, everyone. <laughs> okay, so that's it, people. That's your challenge for this week. We want you to do exactly what we've just done and it's really easy all you have to do I think we've mentioned this before take your phone turn it upside down and just record what's happening your thoughts your feelings give it to us we want to hear it we want to hear different perspectives of different courses around Australia you don't actually have to turn your phone upside down just talk into the part where you'd normally talk into but that would involve turning it upside down, wouldn't it? Uh, do you turn it upside down when you talk on the phone? But you're not talking to anybody. So you don't have to listen to anything. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. You can just talk as you normally would and it'll work exactly the same way. And send in your audio. Try to pick a course that's not an out-and-back course. Pick one that will, will make a difference if you do it in reverse. Good tip. And when you've done that, send the audio to parkrunadventurers at gmail.com and we'll listen to it on next week's pod. So we'll be looking out for these runs on Strava during the week. I'll be monitoring our Strava club, which now has 133 members. Whew, that's a big club. Yep. Could still get bigger. Tell all your friends about it. The good thing is... They're really active. All our runners, our Strava runners, are really active. You've got to run to crack our top 100 list, which is kind of the point of joining a running club. But I ran 25 kilometres last week and only came in at 72nd. We got, we got some people out there doing some serious kilometres. On the other end of the scale, if you're like me and you get a park run in, then you're doing well. And this week... I actually got two in because I did my reverse parkrun challenge. The reverse parkrun does not negate five kilometres, okay? It adds five kilometres. So do it. It's really good. And we're done. Another week, another episode done. 
So that's it, Parkrun Adventurers. We are leaving you with a challenge. It's not a Mission Impossible challenge. It's a, it's a pretty good one. It could force you to, well, not force you, but, you know, encourage you to get out to an event that you haven't done because your home park runs an out and back or something along those lines. So get creative. You can do it any day of the week. You can do it any time of the day. You can do it with head torches on like we had to do at Nambour or fancy dress if you fancy. Don't let the rain put you off. I put up with torrential rain. So no excuses. Scotty and I want to have an easy one. So send us, inundate us with <laughs> audio. Oh, an easy podcast. <laughs> yeah, an easy week. We, we, well, we don't want a week off, but, you know, the more you guys send us, the less you have to listen to us. Well, there's the incentive. There it is. Goodbye, everyone. See you next week. Not literally, but, you know, talk to you next week.